Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, mid-air collision. Two Apache helicopters crash in Alaska, killing three soldiers and injuring another. The investigation just underway. We're live with the very latest. Plus, honoring his legacy, Lisa Niemi Swayze is here, remembering her husband Patrick and their life together. Plus, how she's carrying on his fight against pancreatic cancer. That important message straight ahead. And then springing into action, a seventh grader in Michigan honored for his quick thinking moves after this school bus driver fell unconscious. To do something like this just fills my heart. It makes my heart skip a beat. We got a little hero. The inspiring story coming up. And in a haze, Sean Hayes is stopping by Studio 1A. The Will and Grace star and Smartless podcast co-host joining us live to talk about his new role on Broadway that is getting a lot of buzz. Good night, Oscar. The perfect way to kick off the morning. Today, Friday, April 28, 2023. Kicking out the weekend from Morganton, North Carolina, Columbus, Ohio, Summerlin, Nevada, and McMinnville, Oregon. Oh, happy birthday, Mom. Eddie looks good. Uh, we're so happy that you're here. Savannah is enjoying some time off to yes. start an early mm-hmm. weekend. It's good to have you here. Good to, good to have you as well. Uh, hey, by the way, if you're having a good time today, mm-hmm. and we hope you are, check out the star-studded lineup for next week, y'all. Joanna Gaines. NFL legend J.J. Watt, the one and only Hoda Bestie, Jennifer <laughs> Lopez will be here. And then we'll top it all off with complete coverage of fashion's favorite night out, the Met Gala. You're going to the Met Gala. I'll be there. That's you right. are. Yes. I can't wait. What are you going to wear? A we don't dress. know. But we don't know <laughs> no. what yet. Yeah. All right. It's going to be good. We look we'll forward it to all. it. Let's yeah. get right to our news at 8 o'clock, guys. For the second time in just under a month, two Army helicopters have crashed midair, both with deadly results. The Apache choppers went down overnight in Alaska. NBC's Stephanie Goss joins us here at the desk with the latest on the investigation. Hi, Steph. Hey, guys. Good morning. Terrible news out of Alaska today. This crash took place in a remote part of the state, 200 miles north of Anchorage, Two U.S. Apache helicopters crashing midair. It was a devastating accident that left three dead and one soldier fighting for his life from Fort Wainwright's 11th Airborne. In a statement, officials saying this is an incredible loss for these soldiers' families, their fellow soldiers, and for the division. Our hearts and prayers go out to their families, friends, and loved ones. Today's crash comes just a month after another deadly incident west of Fort Campbell in Kentucky. Two Blackhawks crashed, killing nine in a train 
training exercise. And in February, a Blackhawk from the Tennessee National Guard crashed in Alabama, killing two. Guys, today's tragedy, a painful reminder of just how dangerous these military yeah. training exercises can be. Mm-hmm. All right, Stephanie Gosk. Steph, Steph, thank you. A school board in Newport News, Virginia, has filed a motion to dismiss the $40 million lawsuit from a teacher who was shot by a six-year-old student. Abby Zwerner was wounded in the hand and chest back in January. So far, she's undergone four surgeries. Her suit claims that school officials knew the student had a history of violence and that he had brought a gun to school that day. But the board argues that Zwerner's case cannot be resolved in court because her injuries are covered by the state's workers' compensation law. A Michigan seventh grader is being honored for his heroic actions. This is during a school bus emergency. So there were dozens of kids on board a bus Wednesday. The bus driver became lightheaded. She started to pull over, but then passed out. So the bus started veering into the oncoming lane. That's when 13-year-old Dylan Reeves took control and stopped that bus. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 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 Chills. Oh my gosh. Wow, look how calm he is. Did you hear that? Someone call 911 now. Calm as can be. The driver was sent to the hospital for tests. Dylan's proud family was with him at school as a superintendent sang his praises. Dylan's dad said his son does not yet have a cell phone, so he pays a lot of attention to what is happening around him. Another case in point right there. When you're looking down, wow. you don't see when there's an emergency. But that child. And to have the presence of mind. To do something. To not do just th- to go, uh-oh, what's right. wrong, but to jump up and do that. Seventh grade. Way to go, Dylan. Yep. Way to go. Lisa Niemi Swayze is here sharing sweet memories of her beloved husband, how she celebrates him every day, and the important way she is carrying on his legacy. We'll be right back. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed welcome back beloved actor patrick swayze passed away from pancreatic cancer 
nearly 14 years ago, and his wife, Lisa Niemi Swayze, has carried on his fight against the disease ever since. We're going to talk with her in just a moment, but first, a look at Lisa and Patrick's love story. Patrick Swayze danced his way to Hollywood stardom in 1987's Dirty Dancing. The roles came pouring in, and Patrick could do it all. <laughs> Starring in Roadhouse, he was the macho man. It's my way or the highway. And in Ghost, the sensitive love interest, landing him the title of People's Sexiest Man Alive in 1991. Offscreen, Patrick had eyes for one woman, Lisa Niemi. The two met at his mother's dance studio when Lisa was just 15 years old. They married in 1975 and spent the next 34 years together living on their ranch in California. Are you a cowgirl? They even starred in films together, partners both in dance and in life. Until a devastating diagnosis broke their world, Patrick had stage four pancreatic cancer the deadliest of all cancers. 22 months later, Patrick passed away at just 57 years old. Tributes are pouring in tonight for the actor Patrick Swayze. Now, 13 years later, Lisa is continuing Patrick's fight by joining forces with the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network and their big event, Purple Stride, to raise money for research dedicated to fighting the deadly disease. A chance for Patrick's legacy to continue to lift others up. I'm so happy to have Lisa with me. First time meeting you. It's nice to see you. It's so good to be here. What a beautiful love story. That's all yeah. I could think of when watching that. You were delighting <laughs> you. in seeing him say, are you a cowgirl? You were delighting <laughs> yes. in all that. Tell me a little bit about your love story. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, we start, had such an unlikely start because yeah. we were both very cautious because he had this reputation of being a Casanova and they thought I was this quiet, bad girl. And, <laughs> you know, the, our first contact was he reached over and pitched me on the butt and said, hey, cutie. <laughs> what I'm like, oh, brother. But I tell you what, we uh, but needless to say, we went out with each other of anyway, course. despite each other's reputations and and grew to know each other. And actually for us. You know, as off our reputations were, yeah. I think it was because we were all, both a little different from everybody else. And we kind of understood that about each other. And we ended up falling in love. I love how you describe him as wanting to be a superhero, not just your super, superhero, but everyone's. To come in and kind of save the day, to come in and be a helper. That was who he was? Oh, absolutely. He, he was the hero. And I tell you what, the man could do anything. <laughs> He was so talented. It's like if, uh, jumping out of planes, riding horses, piling in an aircraft. He was just so talented. In every, of course, his acting is an incredible of career because how many actors have had that many iconic movies like Dirty Dancing, mm -hmm. Ghost, uh, Point Break, Roadhouse. Mm -hmm. Do you it's watch crazy. those movies when they come on these days? Here, here and there, it kind of catches me unaware. Yeah. And uh, I always have my favorite parts. I always cry in the same three places and ghosts. <laughs> I always love him falling out of the back of the airport, playing in Point Break, mm -hmm. going adios amigo, <laughs> because that's him. And that's that's so quintessential Patrick, because he was such a... He and Tom Cruise shared a lot in common in yes. that regard. They yes. loved to do their own stunts and... 
Well, you very ca- proud. You call him a fighter, and I remember when he was at that Stand Up for Cancer event. Yeah. And he stood up there, and everyone saw him, and he yeah. he was going to fight this like he fought for everything yeah. in his life. Yeah. Did you think back then um, that this is something that he was going to be able to beat? What were you, what were your feelings about it then? We called ourselves realistic optimists because he knew uh, about pancreatic cancer a lot more than me when he was first diagnosed. And when he heard, he turned to me and he said, I'm a dead man. But you know what? There's always hope for everybody. And there's there are people who always break through. And it's like, why not you? So we held out the best hope. We're going to fight the best fight we knew how to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe be the one that would would make it through. And he, he survived 22 months. And I tell you what, it was a tough fight. And talk about a hero. He was a hero. Yeah. And uh, just fought heroically. And uh, every moment that he was on this planet for those 22 months, well, of course, before then, but for the 22 yeah. months was worth every bit of fight. We just reported today that Jerry Springer died of pancreatic cancer. And I was just thinking about your fight. This is a fight that you are, you're taking his legacy. Tell us about what you're doing with it. Oh, gosh. You know, I always say that cancer uh, Mm -hmm. took him, took Patrick, but it didn't beat him. Mm. And you mentioned the stand-up to cancer. Mm -hmm. And my condolence to Jerry Springer's family. Mm -hmm. It's just a dreadful disease to have to lose a loved one too. But him, Alex Trebek, mm-hmm. Michael yes. Landon, Pavarotti, yes. you know, they've had to shine a light on this, a terribly needed light on this dreadful disease. What, what's your organization? What, uh, yeah. Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, okay. PanCan. PanCan. So yes. if people want to know more about it, they can go online. You can it's find every- out Everything, Everything you want to know. <laughs> and I'm happy to, to, to say that you're happily married. You're, you're, yes. You have a, a beautiful new life. So love is, yes. is possible a second time around. Oh, you know, I have a dear widow friend and I, you know, I, I fell in love with Albert. I said, you know, it's really weird because I, it doesn't conflict with the love that I still have for Patrick. And just because somebody's gone doesn't mean you fall out of love. And uh, my wise friend said that's because love comes from the same well. Yeah, mm. uh, I thought it was a really <laughs> wonderful thing to say. And, you know, uh, Albert and I both felt like we had a lot of love still left to give mm. and felt very fortunate we found someone to give it to. What a beautiful, hopeful, wonderful love story again. I'm so happy that you're here. And don't forget about PanCan. We should mention you can learn more about PanCan and Purple Stride. It's all on our website. We got you covered today.com. All right, let's send it over to Mr. Roker in Oswego. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. Good morning. We got all of our students here. Uh, we got uh, members of the broadcast community. I t- taught a class in uh, uh, building an on-camera career. We got the members of the hockey team, the SUNY, the great Lakers. That's right. D3 went to the playoffs. All right. We love that. And they got members of the meteorology club. They've got one of the world-class meteorology departments here. So uh, a lot going on. Big business department. You want a good education, you come on up. SUNY Oswego, the uh, University of Oswego, baby. All right. Let's show you what we've got as far as your day 
today. Look for some wet weather making its way in mid-Atlantic states into the northeast. Heavy rain, strong storms, unfortunately, back in Texas again, and record highs out west with plenty of sunshine. And that is your latest weather. Back to you guys. Good to see you. All right. Thank you, Al. Thanks, Oswego. Thank you. Oswego rocks. Best time of the morning. Let's get to it. Pop start for a Friday. We're going to start with dodgeball. Get ready to dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge again. Yesterday, deadline revealing there is a sequel in the works for the 2004 comedy. Vince Vaughn expected to return to the screen as the average Joe's gym (laughs) owner and behind the camera as well as a producer on the project. No word yet on which of the former co-stars will be returning. The original cast did include, you might recall, Ben Stiller, Jason Bateman, Justin Long. But we're hoping nearly two decades later, we're still going to get some life lessons like this. <laughs> um, shouldn't we, like, learn by dodging balls that are thrown at us, or...? That's what this sack of wrenches is for. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? It's funny that. every time. Every time. Every Never time. gets old. This many years <laughs> later. Never gets old. Over 15 years later. It's still funny. Finally, uh, quickly here, Nightly News Kids Edition. Yesterday, of course, this place taken over by a crowd of our own kids for Take Your Child to Work Day. And Mr. Delano Melvin managed to <laughs> sneak awesome. away from Studio 1A to go upstairs to oh, help our buddy cool. Lester Holt interview That's Jimmy awesome. Fallon for a Q&A panel with some of NBC's young guests. <laughs> were you the class clown when you were a kid in school? Yeah, I was the class clown. I used to get in a little trouble. Not that bad, though. I made sure that everyone was in on the joke. Uh, I remember I went to a Catholic school, so there were a lot of nuns in my school. And uh, I remember going up to Sister Margaret, who everyone was afraid of. And uh, she was wearing uh, her habit. And I went, remember going up to Sister Margaret, and I go, uh, is, is, is this felt? Is this felt? She's like, this? is this felt? I go, she goes, no, I don't think it's felt. I go, now it is. <laughs> Nightly News Kids Edition currently streaming on NBC News Now and YouTube. That's awesome. Plus, you can find it every Saturday morning right here on NBC. Just check your local list. He had a blast. Oh, my God. He was so He said that was his favorite part, right, of the day? He said that was his favorite part, hanging with Lester and and Jimmy. I said, well, what about the time with Dad? He's like, "Mm." that's all right. Hey, guys, just ahead, Sean Hayes is here. He's on Broadway. He's got a great podcast. He's keeping busy. Back on a Friday morning. It is 8:30. Might be hard to hear it over the screams, but two weeks from today, the Jonas Brothers right here, rocking the plaza, kicking off our summer concert series. Kevin, Nick, Joe, taking over the city concert stage. Friday, May 12th. Wow. And if you're watching or listening right now, we would love for you to join us in the Jonas Brothers. To do that, you got to have a fan pass. And to get a fan pass, you've got to go to today.com slash concert. Can we just show this baby? I'm sorry, but when there's a baby, you got to show. Hello. Hello. What's her? Harper. Harper. Hi, Harper. Harper's, Harper's got a Today Show oh. button. We got a huge crowd. Somebody's going to have to go around the horn, y'all. Oh Somebody is going to have to go around the horn. We got a busy, busy half hour ahead. From Will and Grace to Broadway, we got Sean Hayes here. He is on Broadway on a show called Goodnight Oscar. He's got a book that's coming out. He's a busy, busy man. We'll talk with him.
Plus, how many Olympic gold medalists does it take to teach the importance of swim safety? Look at this. How about three? Rowdy Gaines, Missy Franklin, and Cullen Jones. They're all here this morning with valuable lessons and some of the biggest myths when it comes to the water. Yeah, that time of year, too, people are jumping in the pool. Uh -huh. Also, we've got the lost kitchen legend herself, Erin French, whipping oh, up a yay. beautiful fried fish sandwich oh. and showing us the secret to making that sandwich extra crispy. Everything she makes is delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, a few minutes from now, third hour of today, we're going to talk about some sleep strategies for the warmer weather, including a big change to that nightly skincare routine that could actually help you get a lot more sleep at mm -hmm. night. So we'll do that coming up on the third hour. But before we do anything else, how about we go back to Mr. Roker? As soon as we go. Now. Hey, Al. Hey, this is, a, this is our plaza right here in front of the Murano Student Center, Campus Center. Let's show you what we've got for your weekend here in Oswego and everywhere else. Uh, so we start off with rain and wind on Saturday in the Northeast. Heavy rain down through the Gulf, showers up into the Great Lakes, and record heat out in the western third of the country. Then Sunday, Sunday, we are looking. It's an umbrella day in the mid-Atlantic states into the Northeast. Lots of mild sunshine from the Texas all the way up into the Plains. Still hot out west. And that is your latest weather. Have a great weekend, guys. All right, Al. Suni Oswego, rocks. All right, Al. Coming up in a bit, we got Sean Hayes. We're looking forward to sitting down with him to talk about the rave reviews this guy's getting on Broadway. <laughs> Will and Grace. Missy Franklin just gave him gold medals, so that's pretty it's cool. We got a great bunch. Craig, someone's got to go around, around the horn. The horn? Okay. All right. All right. In honor of Al. Ready? All right. Here we go. Welcome back. Our next guest is someone we all know and we love him. We love him. Emmy winning star Sean Ouch. Hayes. He just made his return to Broadway with Goodnight Oscar. It opened this week, Sean, to rave reviews. Are you one who reads reviews or um, not? Yes, I think. Yes. yes. I check them out. So yeah. you feel pretty good. This oh, is my God. This how is incredible. amazing. Yeah. You know, we did it in Chicago uh, and then it came here and uh Assuming it wasn't city contingent, yes. you know, so so we were happy that audiences have received it in the same way. We're just really feel lucky, honored and, and blessed. Well, what's so cool about this is this is a this is a real human being that yes. I think most people don't know. Yeah, who so this if you don't know Oscar is. Levanis, he's a raconteur, a wit, a virtuoso concert pianist, an incredible writer. But he also spoke openly about his mental health issues publicly yeah. on live television like we are right now yeah. in the 50s and 60s, which was, you can imagine, yeah, shocking. And so what we did was we took uh, um Based, loosely based on a, a real event, which he got a four hour, Oscar got a four hour pass from a mental health facility to appear on a uh, game show. But for the play purposes, we switched it to the Tonight Show. Ah. Since everybody knows the Tonight Show, and he was a frequent guest with Jack Parr when Jack Parr hosted the Tonight Show. So the whole play is about what happens uh, during up that until, show. Yes, backstage, and it culminates into this unforgettable uh, appearance on the Tonight Show. It's pretty cool. And um, and then the Goodnight Oscar, the the title came from Jack Parr uh, would sign off every episode by saying Goodnight Oscar Levant wherever you are. You're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It was it's it's really fantastic. And the been working on it for like 15, 20 years. Is that right? Yeah. Boy, the concert pianist part of this 
came easy to you, which was shocking to me. I didn't know that was part of what yeah, you could I, do. Yeah, I studied piano since I was five years old, and I thought I was going to be a concert pianist and a conductor and compose film music and all that. And then I fell in love with acting uh, as well. And um, so we found a perfect vehicle to uh, play uh, this role that combines all of that. So yeah. who came to your opening night of your of your besties? Oh, my gosh. They all came? Yeah, my good friends came. They, it was it was uh, your whole smartless crew came. Yeah, yeah. J- Jason and Will came. Yeah. They were they're like my brothers, and so I love them so much. Yeah, they came, and a bunch of other people. Came. I mean, think about all these things that are on fire for you right now. The smartless podcast. First of all, podcasts are not on fire like yours is. Yeah, we really what? lucky. Yeah, we're really lucky. We we we've been friends for such a long, long, long time, and we uh, are as surprised as you are <laughs> because <laughs> we all got together in our pajamas over Zoom, and we're like, hey, let's just do one. And yeah. Then we did like three and then we did eight and then we did 150 now or whatever and we're ha- we, it's a it's a wonderful excuse to see each other and chat you know and there's it it seems all very spontaneous you each get to bring a guest on that the others don't know who the guest yeah, it's a is surprise guest yeah each one of us acts uh, as the host uh, each yeah. episode brings on a guest that's a surprise who's guest. a dr- who's a guest you're you're knocking on their door and they haven't said yes yet Hoda, God, oh my, oh my God. God, she's, she's so hardy. Well, she gets up at three a.m. You can't get a hold of her because she goes to bed at like you know nine a.m. Very. What about the, What about your schedule for Broadway? That is some gruel. Broadway's grueling. Yeah, yeah. Everybody People who comes, realize, yeah. I mean, this is like eight shows a week, yeah, right? Yeah, seven shows. Seven. A week, right? yeah. Okay, matinees and all the rest. Yeah, yeah. It's seven shows a week, and um, it's grueling. You have to take care of like I ice my arms and my hands every night, and uh, after a show because I Jeez. play the Rhapsody in Blue, um, and then you got to watch what you eat. You got to watch your sleep. So you have energy. You got to warm up your voice. It's like an athlete. It's like a know? whole thing. Yeah. And in the meantime, while you're not doing your Broadway show or your award-winning podcast, you have a book that's coming out. Yeah. It's called Time Out. Yeah. So my producer friend, Todd Milliner and I, um, uh, um, along with Carlin Greenwald, we, yeah. we kind of came up with this idea. Todd grew up gay in the Chicago suburbs as I did. And we, he grew up as a, as an athlete, yeah. a gay athlete. I grew up in the arts, you know, um, newsflash. And, uh, <laughs> and we talked about what it would have been like had we known each other back then. So we heightened that idea by, um, having, uh, the first, um, the number one uh, basketball star in mm-hmm. Georgia come out as gay in high school. Oh. And uh, so uh, it's available everywhere where books aren't banned, uh, <laughs> May 30th, and uh, <laughs> and you can pre-order it now. Okay. It's fantastic. It's, it's a really kind of, you know, teenage years are your formidable years. Of course. It's, it's so important to uh, feel uh, accepted and loved more than any time mm. in, in your life. And so uh, we're really, really proud of it. And... Um, and it kind of tackles the one thing left for the LGBTQ issues, which is um, uh, sports, LGBTQ uh, things in sports. So. And by the way, just 25 years, Will and Grace, I cannot believe it's been 25 years. years. Uh, you look great, Sean. Thank you, Hoda. <laughs> That's, that's so crazy. That was my fault. That was unbelievable. Do you all still hang Thank out? Thank you. you. Do you guys still hang yes, out? Yes. Um, you do? Well, Eric McCormick yeah, and I Eric. are doing a rewatch, Will and Grace rewatch podcast as well. It's called Just Jack You know and what? Will. It's enough things. You have to, I know, I'm sorry. You're hogging everything. There's no, not no, enough no. for other people. Uh, no, no. But you are having a great moment you're in right now. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Sean, congratulations. Thanks. Thank you, Hoda. You do look great. Thanks. You can catch Goodnight Oscar at the Belasco Theater right here in New York. And I guess all that's left to say is bye. <laughs> Craig, over to you. <laughs> uh, up next, Hoda and Sean, okay. we've got no yeah, fewer than three Olympic gold medalists here. And they're here for an important lesson on water safety as we swim into summer. But first, this is today on NBC. 
At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back. May arriving on Monday, and that marks the start of swim season and National Water Safety Month. According to the CDC and the U.S. Swimming Foundation, drowning is the number one cause of accidental death in young children. But swim lessons can reduce that risk by 88%. So we brought not one, not two, but three gold medalists to Studio 1A this morning to answer some questions and also to debunk some myths as well. NBC sports analyst and Olympian Rowdy Gaines, who's a paid spokesperson for Step Into Swim. Also, Olympic swimmers Missy Franklin and Cullen Jones. Always good to have Olympic gold medalists in the studio, but especially when they're talking about something uh, that's so important. So good to have all of you this morning. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, and Rowdy. Rowdy, you've been, you've been preaching this sermon for yeah. a long time now. For folks who are not familiar with, with Step Into Swim, what is it and what's the, the chief aim of the organization? Well, it's the water safety initiative, Craig, of the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance. And our mission is really simple. We really want to try to save lives and create more swimmers through swim lessons. So we provide these grants to lesson providers around the country, specifically targeting those communities that could not afford them. And I mean, we hit... We affected 23,000 kids last year. We're going to be a lot more this year. Missy, for, for folks who might be watching or, or listening, and they'll, they'll say, you know, I don't have a pool. And we don't really go around water that often. Yeah. Why is swim lessons, why are swim lessons still so important? Even if you don't have direct access to water right now, water is still going to be a part of your child's life yeah. forever. And we believe that the earlier you can get them in, the better. So even if you don't have a pool in your backyard, yeah. you're not going every day, the earlier you can get them them in the water, get them used to it, get them a little bit more comfortable. We just think that that's so important. Again, Cullen, we've talked about this before, but, yeah. but black kids especially, five times more likely to drown than, yeah. than their white peers. And you've been working for a number of years to change that. What are, what are you doing? Tell folks about your... You know, Craig, I mean, we the three of us have been ambassadors, like you said, for a very long time around this. You know, 64% of black Americans don't know how to swim, uh, 56% of Latinos don't know how to swim, and 38% of Caucasians don't know how to swim. So this is is a problem all over the U.S., but you know, uh, with organizations like Step Into Swim, uh, Speedo Swim United, I mean, we have USA Swimming that's behind us. We've been doing this for so long that we are just trying to get the message out there, learn to swim, and try to drop these drowning rates. So let's spend some time here debunking some myths now. Missy, we'll start with you. We'll start with, with myth one. Yeah. Floaties, good for kids, especially when they're just learning to swim. Is that not true? So here's the thing. We're not here to shame. We're not here to tell parents they're doing anything wrong. I think the big thing for all of us when it comes to floaties is what they do is they give your child a false sense of security in the water. So if they're wearing floaties, they think that they're safe in the water. So the next time they see a body of water, they might go running towards it thinking that they are safe. And if they've not had some lessons, if they do not have a water watcher there with them, we really don't want anything horrible to happen. 
So if you absolutely have to use floaties, do what you need to do, but just know as a parent what that's doing for your child and for you as well, sure. for you to know that they're not safe just because they have a flotation device. False sense of security. Yeah. Plus those things can pop or fall yep. off. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, myth number two here, Cullen. Yeah. Um, it's, it's obvious when someone is drowning. It's apparent when they're in the pool. Oh, biggest myth. Um, I had humble beginnings at a water park where my parents were there, lifeguards were there, and I was still able to go underwater. And most of the time we see in theater, it's like, help, who help? And you think that someone's going to be struggling and calling out, but sometimes that's not what happens. I went underwater and did not know how to get up and uh, get out and I had to be resuscitated. So that is a big myth. I want people to understand there is no um, you have to get swim lessons, formal yeah. swim lessons. That's the only answer to this. This water watcher that's, yeah. that we reference here on the yeah. screen, what's what's a water watcher? Honestly, I, I say anyone. Yeah. Anyone that okay. is around the pool can be a water watcher. An adult. An adult sure. is yeah. a water watcher. You don't want to necessarily have a lifeguard watching 500 kids. Everyone right. should be watching. And that is even with swim lessons. Yeah. Even if your child has yes. been in swim lessons yes. and is competent in swimming, if you are the adult, if you are the guardian, you need to be paying attention at all times when your children are in the water. Rowdy, last myth here. Number three, like, Swimming's like riding a bike. Once you learn, you're set for life. You don't need lessons anymore. Well, Craig, at that early age, they don't have the acumen yet to be able to learn how to ride that bicycle. It's like when you teach your kid to ride it at five years old, maybe as they age, but that two and three-year-old definitely need those refresher courses. And again, we can talk about swim lessons all we want, but the main point I want to get across is I'm begging parents, please do not take your eyes off your child when they're in or around water. What's the ideal age, by the way, really quickly to start swim lessons? What do you think? <laughs> I had my son Avon at six months. And so I had I, my yeah. daughter Caitlin in at six months too, but Colin has As soon the- as they learn how to walk, they're yeah. going to escape from that. They're going to get As soon as they can walk, you should yep. get them in lessons. Yep. Get them yeah. in lessons. Okay. Thank you. Thank you all so Thank much. You. Thanks for all the work you're doing, Rowdy. Missy, Colin, have a great weekend. Uh, Mr. Daly, I smell food. Uh, some good stuff. Great information there, guys. Thanks so much. The food you smell, Craig, delicious because we got the one and only Aaron French here from the famous Lost Kitchen restaurant all the way from Maine. We're talking beer battered Friday. Fish fry. Don't say that 10 times fast. We're going to make it, and hopefully you'll make it tonight. But first, this is Today on NBC. And we're back at 851 with Today Food. Joining us this morning, Erin French. You know her as the chef and owner of the Lost Kitchen Restaurant in Freedom, Maine. She's joining us for a special announcement because Erin has a new cookbook out coming out mm. later this year. It's called Big Heart Little Stove. Erin, always great to have mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Uh, Big Heart Little Stove. Isn't the little stove part kind of an homage to yesteryear for it's, you, your apartment when you started cooking? Exactly. It's how I started on a small apartment in a supper club in my my little apartment. And, you know, now I'm running a restaurant. So it's really about putting your heart in. You don't need a lot of big, you know, ingredients or tools. It's all about just putting the love into it. So mm. What's going on at the Lost Kitchen this summer? Very busy. Yeah. I won't believe it. Yeah. Postcards are streaming in. We're getting ready for 10th season at the Lost Kitchen in Freedom. So wow. we're really excited to have this. Uh, people are excited to get there. All right. What do you, is this in the book? This is in the book. And so this kind of starts out from my diner days. When I was 12 years old, I started cooking at my dad's diner. And it's the first thing he let me cook and produce. So um, we're going to make Thank a fried God he fish. Did. This is amazing. This is a Friday fish fry. <laughs> what kind of what, fish are we going with? So we've got hake here, um, but you could also use cod. I like using a nice, thick, flaky white fish because you can taste the real meatiness mm. and flakiness. So basically what we do is we cut these into fish fingers because if you remember like Van de Kamp's dreams come true. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take the fish and then um, what you want to do is take a little bit of flour and then we have some cornstarch and a little bit of paprika. Mm-hmm. You just whisk it up and this is just going to give a little something that you can just sort 
sort of start the fish out. So what you want to do is um, take the fish fingers here, and we can just sort of right into the dry. You There's no put them wet the ingredient dry. there. There's like a, a wet coming chicken. up, okay. but you do, but this is going to help make everything stick to it that we're going to put together over here. Um, now here comes the fun part for you, Carson, yep. because um, you have to start with this. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Thank um, you. And so we, <laughs> we have a bit of um, flour and some cornstarch, but I need a cup of that. Do you okay. Mind? So uh-huh. you just need a cup of the beer, but you can drink the rest of it. Perfect. And then we make our batter here. And so <clears throat> a good deal. The beer really just helps Does to it make it light. matter what, what beer you use there? I like to use a lighter beer, not too hoppy, because you just don't want that flavor to come through. Mm-hmm. So a lager or a golden. Um, and so basically after that, you're going to take your little dredged guys here, and then you bring them on over into here. Mm-hmm. And then you can just drop them right in to the fry later. Get them going. What temperature is that oil at? So I'm at 375, okay. and I want this to go for like four or five minutes until these are nice, and, you know, they're just gonna be like crispy and golden and perfect. And so do that. You don't want to overcrowd the so fryer. So you go dry, you go beer batter, wet, boom in the oil. Exactly. What kind of oil, exactly. kind of oil do you use? So canola is a really good, easy one, or there's also vegetable oil is okay. a nice light one as well. So you just want to keep doing that dry, wet, drop it in, and you're going to have like the fish fry of your dreams. What's mm. the secret to getting a good batter, you know, like that kind of crisps up like a restaurant? Yeah, so really it's the beer because you have all that carbonation. Oh. Um. You could use club soda if you want, but I think the beer gives a little bit of flavor there. All right. Um, and you can't have a fish fry without French fries. So no, we have to How's the fish, fries, by right? the way? Oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, right? Everything she, like everything she touches. It's crispy. Yeah. Like, mm. I really came up with this recipe to make the fish fry of my dream. So you've got your french fries. You want to cut them into perfect squares because that's how they're going to get nice and crispy. You want to soak them oh, overnight a, in a bit of water because oh. that's going to take up starch. So start these, yeah, start these the day before. Pop them in the fridge. And that makes that. them crispier when you That's going to make them crispier. So um, and, and here's how you make them even more crispier. You're going to fry them twice. So first, mm. you're going to fry them at 325 Double degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just kind of you, you cook them just until they're just barely cooked. Okay. okay. And then you let them rest. You can do that a day ahead, too. So when you're ready to really fry, go ahead, drop them on in. Mm-hmm. Now they're ready. Now yeah. we're going to raise the temperature to 375. We just learned something. And go for it. But so did you take Christmas. them out between fries? I missed that. We'll take them out between fries. Okay, and then, then get the, the heat back up hotter. Bring the heat up. And then bring them back in. Yep, bring them back in. Okay. And then so you're going to fry those four or five minutes till they're nice and crispy. Now you want your crispy fries. So they're going to come out looking like this. Oh God, be gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You're going to toss them into the bowl with a bit of garlic and some fresh rosemary that you can just toss in there and some salt and then all you have to do is just toss this up and we're going to plate them in these cones so we have a recipe for newspaper cones because it's oh, kind of so fun cute. that's putting a little heart into it right there oh my so gosh, these french fries. fries top it with the fish oh it's oh, so good you don't even need ketchup for that. No, nope. so, What do you no dip ketchup. your fries in? Nope. What do you like? No ketchup. Mayo. I normally do, ketchup. but this doesn't Some even need it. Sriracha mayo. as well. A little sriracha. Yeah, a little mayo. And then um, we also have these little drinks that we have to go with it. So this is like a strawberry rhubarb shrub. You've got this little bit of ice and ready to go. I mean, you crush it. This is, uh, this hey. is what we do in, in Freedom, Maine. Aaron, thank you. Go ahead and uh, recipes and pre-orders. So Copy of Big Heart, right. Little Still. Go to today.com slash food. We're back with the third and fourth hour, including Barry Manilow. Aaron, thank you so much. We've been Thanks. doing it wrong. So good. Yeah. We've been doing I did the happy dance. That's how you know it's good when you dance. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.